What's going on, everybody? Good afternoon. It has been so long since I've recorded a podcast. I feel like I have been negligent. I feel like I have been completely negligent. I have had a lot of things going on. Um, Being a husband, work has been, I believe, the busiest. I think it's been in two years in my entire two-year tenure at my job, uh, which also, um, round of applause, clap for myself. I celebrated my two-year anniversary at my job, um, God has been doing some amazing, wonderful things. I'm so blessed. I'm so fortunate. I remember um, the days when April and I first got married and the job scene was not so good, not so pleasant for me. And I think one day I'm going to talk about um, just my job testimony um, and just just what God did in that area and just how I was able to endure and just even... Um, just stewardship and through the progression of me stewarding what I had, um, being faithful over um, opportunities that were very small. And what God has given me now is is just a, a testimony of his goodness. And the thing that's so powerful about testimonies is, you know, testimony means that God will do it again. So when you see a testimony, um, not only are testimonies remarkable, but testimonies Um, ignite your own faith and show that God is no respecter of persons and that what he can do for one person, he can surely do for another person. But I want to talk to you guys today about a subject that I feel is very timely in the days that we're living in. And every time that I come up with a topic, I always try to um, just kind of meditate, kind of think and just look at the current landscape and see what's going on and really see what um, the people of God would need as a message that would really help them with where they are, um, really help them in light of the world's events, um, really help them with what um, a lot of people are facing. And I was on Twitter um, recently in just the past few weeks, and I've, I've just noticed that there has not been um something something happened on twitter and many of you guys you know will know what i'm referring to there is this section of twitter that is um referred to as christian twitter you know sometimes endearingly and and sometimes not so much so but um christian twitter is pretty much referred to as the section of twitter where you know you know, Christians are present and and prevalent and and have a presence. And unfortunately, um, Christian Twitter has been marred by, um, you know, a lot of just senseless arguments, um, just nonsensical debates, not really, at least in my opinion, for the majority of the time, content that can really edify, encourage, and uplift people. Um, and it, it's been like that for a while. I know people say that back in the day, and maybe this is before I kind of got into this space, that it used to be a lot more encouraging. And recently when I, you know, I was on social media and was on Twitter, it seemed like Christian Twitter had almost vanished. Like there was not really a presence of people like I still followed the same people but it seemed like the people that once had a prevalent presence on social media 
um, had either disappeared. It, Y'all, it was pretty jarring. Like, it reminded me of the scene, um, and the superhero people will follow me on this one. It reminded me of the scene in The Avengers. I believe it was, um, it was Infinity War when um, Thanos snapped his fingers and, like, everybody just vanished. I was like, where's everybody at? It's like a ghost town. And in times like these, it's it's really a time where if anybody needs to step up and if anybody needs to be sharing encouraging content, it needs to be the children of light. It needs to be the children of God. And um, I found myself um, discouraged by this, but I also found myself um, motivated by this because if if anybody, whenever we see a need and whenever we see a void, it's an opportunity for us as children of God to rise to the plate. One of my favorite scriptures says that the earth is groaning for the manifestations of the sons and daughters of God. What that is hinting at is saying that there are um, places and that there are spaces that are waiting for you to realize who you are in Christ, that are waiting for you to realize who you are in God, and that are waiting for you to step up to the plate. There are people and there are systems that will never um, be able to flourish until you speak up, until you raise your voice. And so just seeing this space and and just seeing, you know, just the void of encouraging content, I asked the Lord and I was like, Lord, uh, what's going on? And, you know, when you ask God a question, you'll always get an answer. <laughs> That's the one thing I love about God is that he always gives an answer. And the answer was that um, was that people are overwhelmed. Even my people are overwhelmed. And that people are overwhelmed because there is a lack of hope in the land. And the Lord really began to deal with me. And the first place he dealt with me was a message that my spiritual father taught where he was talking about the message of hope. Um, so today for a, a few brief moments, I'm just going to talk um, to you. And the subject, if you guys want to give this a subject, would be um, God, I'm overwhelmed. And it could be colon, um, a message of hope. And it could be um, comma from a message of hope, what to do when you're overwhelmed and what to do when you're overwhelmed. And so the first place I want to start from is, is Hebrews 6, because I was looking uh, for a scripture, a proof text that we could really focus on um, for hope. So we're going to start from hope and then we're going to go. Um, to how we handle times and, and places when we're dealing with being overwhelmed in our inner man. And this is Hebrews 6. Um, Hebrews 6, starting with verse 19, and it says, This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, a hope both sure and steadfast, and one which enters within the veil where Jesus has entered as a forerunner for us and having become a high priest forever 
according to the order of Melchizedek. And I'll read that one more time. This is Hebrews 6 and 19 from the NASB, the 1995 version. And it says, this hope we have is an anchor of the soul, a hope both sure and steadfast. I love that. And one which enters within the veil. And at verse 20, where Jesus has entered as a forerunner for us, having become a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. You see, um, this verse is talking about um, Jesus. And one thing when I was studying and reading about it, I was studying and reading about a forerunner. And a forerunner is a person where in those days where they would take expeditions and the forerunner would be the person who would go ahead of them on a journey. So for example, let's say it would be um, three people traveling together. The forerunner would be the person who would go um, scout out the land and they would, the forerunner would go scout out the land, see if there was any, you know, enemies in the land, see what kind of um, terrain, is there wetlands, is there dry lands? And they would come back and that they would give a report to the rest of the people with the camp. So the fact that we have Jesus as a forerunner for us should give us great hope and assurance knowing that we have placed our faith in someone who has gone before us. He's been everywhere um, that we've been. He stood everywhere that we stood and he said, hey, I've been in these places and, I, and I've called these places good. And because I've called these places good and because you're in me and I'm in you, you have confidence to face tomorrow. And the scripture says in 19, it says we have hope. And it it says that this hope is an anchor for our soul. See, hope, um, hope should give you trust. Hope should give you faith, but hope should anchor you. Hope should stabilize you. Hope should put you in a place of confidence. You know, one thing I love about the anchor is that the anchor, um, if you guys have ever looked at um, a ship, an anchor is that vessel, is the thing that has gone down deep. You can't see an anchor unless you've really, you know, you don't see an anchor looking at a ship from the surface level, but an anchor has gone down deep below the ship. And what an anchor has done is an anchor has given the ship stability that when winds come and, and when storms come, that you can't see the anchor looking at it from a surface level, but you know that deep beneath um, the surface and deep beneath the ship, that there's something that's keeping the ship stable. There should be something that when people look at you, when people see you, they should say, hey, um, there's something keeping this person together. I, I, I see that everybody, that there's a COVID outbreak in the land, and I see that um, I see you better are limited and I see that um, the economy is going crazy, but there's something about you um, that's so different. There, there's something about you where how are you so calm in the midst of this and and, and and you're at home and you're working from home and and you have your three kids running around in the background of the Zoom meeting while you're at home and, and you're managing a team of people and, and you just got a promotion, but you're still able to keep your countenance and you're still able to keep something about you. How are you able to do this? And you can say to this person, I have hope as an anchor for my soul. I have Jesus. I've placed my faith in a forerunner. I've placed my faith in somebody who's gone ahead of me. He's gone ahead of me. He's looked 
at me from the other side and he said, hey, this land is good. This this place is good that despite what's going on, I've already gone ahead of you. I, I've made the crooked path straight. I've, I've knocked the obstacles out of the way. I've made the mountains plain. You can trust in me. And I love this part of the verse here where it says that he's become a high priest forever. Something that we should study and we should read about, and I'm going to read about it for myself. Um, It says that Jesus has become a high priest forever. Do you know that Jesus has a full-time ministry of praying for you? Um, And part of the ministry of priesthood is prayer. I'm not going to get into this today, but part of Jesus's ministry in heaven is to pray for you full-time. If you don't believe me, I'm going to pull it up for you. Give me one second here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's find this verse here. Let's see. Let's see. Here it is right here, right here, right here. Oh, it's in the same book. My God. Hebrews 7 and 7 and 25. Hebrews 7 and 25. So therefore he is able to save forever. My goodness. It's something about forever. My goodness. This is so rich. He's become a high priest forever. He's able to save forever those who come to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. So listen, not only do you have somebody who's gone ahead of you, so he's gone ahead of you, he's looked out for you, he said, hey, um, he said, hey, Presley, in your situation, I've gone ahead of you. Hey, Darnell, in your situation, I've gone ahead of you. Hey, April, in your situation, I've gone ahead of you. Hey, Noah, in your situation, I've gone ahead of you. Hey, George, in your situation, I've gone ahead of you. Not only has he gone ahead of you, but he's committed to being a high priest forever. He's committed to a forever ministry of intercession for you. Isn't this something that gets you excited? Isn't this something um, that gets you joyful? If this doesn't make you hope. If this doesn't get you encouraged, I don't know what will. It's so important in this hour. It's so important in this day that we fill our souls. It's so important that we fill our spirits with messages like this. It's so important that we fill ourselves with the word of God that reminds us of the richness that we have in the Lord, that reminds us of the richness of his promises that we have, that we have available. I mean, just in these three scriptures alone, we see Jesus. Jesus being an anchor. We see Jesus as being a forerunner. We see Jesus being a priest. These are three things. Actually, let me give you an admonition right here. I want you this week in your quiet time with the Lord, I want you to write down and I want you to really lean in and meditate on this. I want you to write down, Jesus is my high priest. Jesus is my forerunner and Jesus is my anchor. I want you to meditate and pray into these three principles and I want you to reflect on what God shows you and the spirit of God is really gonna minister to you out of these three principles. He's going to give you hope and he's going to reveal to you personally in your own life how Jesus, how the spirit of God is going to reveal himself and manifest himself into you in these three ways. And let's go to the next part of what I wanted to talk to you about, just dealing with being overwhelmed. God, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. So what do we do um, when we're overwhelmed? And this is one of my favorite topics. Let's head over to the book of Psalms. Let's head over to the book of Psalms. Let's head over to the book of Psalms. Glory to God. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Glory to Jesus. I'm so excited. Let's see. We have Psalms 61. Psalms, the 61st verse. And this is 
something that I'm sure we're going to do Psalm 61 and then we're going to do another passage as well. Psalm 61 verse 2. Actually, let's just start with the beginning and we'll read the title as well. So Psalm 61 is titled Confidence in God's Protection and it says for the choir director on a string instrument, a psalm of David. And it says, hear my cry, O God, and give heed to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I call to you and my heart is faint. Lead me to the rock that's higher than I. And this is actually not the translation that I like. Let me read the translation that really drives home the point and drives home even the title of my message. So here we go. Psalm 61 from the King James Version. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. And when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So let me read that one more time. Hear my cry, O God, and attend unto my heart. From the end of the earth I will cry unto thee. And when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Listen, when you're overwhelmed, the greatest thing that you can do when you find your your heart being overwhelmed, and listen, the heart here is not referring to the physical heart, the, the areota and the, the blood vessels. The heart here is referring to the inner man. You know, David um, often would refer to the inner man. I mean, I'm thinking of even the psalm now where he said, you know, oh, soul, why are you downcast within me? A lot of the times when you read throughout the psalms, David was dealing with inner man issues and dealing with soul issues. And that you find that in the landscape that you're living in, that what you're looking at with your physical eye and what you're with your physical man it influences your inner man. And what you have to do is you have to find yourself building a strong inner world. And you have to find that when you're overwhelmed, that you always are a you always are a person of prayer and that you're building a strong prayer life. And what do I mean by building a strong prayer life? This is not um, about a competition. And this is not about, um, as my mentor and my spiritual father says, I love him so much, um, eye service and lip service. And look at me, I'm on prayer. Um, look at me, I'm at the top of a mountain trying to pray. But this is, has to be humility. This has to be a learned helplessness where there is not a thing in your life that you go through. There's not an issue that you have. There's not a problem that you don't have where you don't seek the Lord about it. Listen, I became aware of something this year um, that I was a very prideful person and I was not prideful um, in the conventional way or, or so I thought. Um, because many of the times we think pride is a braggadocio or, you know, I think I'm better you, than you. And that is one way that pride can manifest itself. But one way that pride can manifest itself is a refusal to cry out to the Lord when you know you need help. Listen, you know um, that things on your job are, are difficult, but you are just going to continue to scroll on your computer. You're like, nah, I got this. Or, or no, I'm not going to reach out to my coworker. Or no, I'm not going to reach out to my manager. I, I, I wonder sometimes how much easier 
things would be if we would simply just seek the Lord. You know, the Bible says that we should seek the Lord while he may be found, that we should seek him with our whole heart. And if we were to seek him with our whole heart, then we'll find him. But back to the scripture, it says that when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. See, we have to learn how to become people where we allow life situations, where we allow what we see on the news, where we allow what's going around us to push us. Because he said, lead me to the rock. So David got to a place in his relationship with God where he learned, where he ascertained through his devotion, where he ascertained through life circumstances where he said, hey, listen, I've gotten to a place where I've tried to do things on my own and I've tried to do things on my own strength. Let me lead myself. Let me allow this situation to push me to the place of prayer. And I find that in the place of prayer, I release my burden unto the Lord. And you know, I love this scripture in the Bible. I believe it's somewhere in the gospels where Jesus was saying, come to me all that are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. It says, I'll give you rest for your soul. Listen, is it possible that you, you, you haven't been able to find any rest for your soul because you refuse to pray. Is it possible that the from the moment that you pray, man, I, I feel so strongly that this is for somebody. Is it possible that from the moment that you pray today, from the moment that you pray when you get off of here, that the burden that you've been feeling uh, for the past few weeks, that the burden that you've been feeling for the past few months, is it possible that when you decide to lift up your voice, when you decide to cry out to the Lord, that that thing will lift? Hey, listen, God has given us this great, rich resource of prayer. I don't think we we realize how powerful prayer is. Man, listen, I could talk about prayer. And matter of fact, I think I'll talk about prayer next time. I get on the podcast because prayer is just so powerful. But listen, y'all, we have to become people of prayer. We have to allow life situations to thrust us into prayer. We cannot become so prideful to the point where we think that we can just keep our mouth closed and thinks that we and think that things will be okay. We cannot become people where we say, I'm just gonna carry this burden on my own. And you know what? Even while we're talking about the subject of prayer, you know, the Bible talks about, you know. When we bear each other's burdens, that we fulfill the law of Christ. And it also says each man will have to bear its own load. And I was reading um, in my devotional one day that when we talk about um, each man will have to bear its own load, that verse is talking about how each person has their own personal responsibility with the issues of life. But it was talking about how it's a different word for talking about bearing each other's burdens. Um, We also have a responsibility to become people where we pray not just for our own needs, but we pray for the needs of others and we find that when we pray for the needs of others that God starts to speak to us and God starts to reveal things to us and then we become even answers even in the lives of our friends even in the lives of our family members but listen it all has to start with prayer it all has to start with that reliance of God so listen guys um, I hope that the first part inspired you about hope listen um, Jesus is the hope of the world. Um, I, I've just been loving getting back into the Gospels and, and just seeing the ministry of Jesus. I just got done reading a book. If you guys follow me on Instagram, 
got done reading Healing the Sick by T.L. Osborne, who was just an amazing man of God, an amazing evangelist. And I've just been falling in love with the Gospels all over again. Jesus is the hope um, that the world needs today. Jesus is the hope that's an anchor for your soul, knowing that Jesus has a forerunner in every area of your life, in your job. Jesus has gone ahead of you. Jesus has, has been in that meeting that you're dreading tomorrow. Jesus has been in that parent-teacher meeting where things have made things may not be going well with your child in school. He, he's gone ahead and he's called it good. So you can be encouraged. You can be hopeful. You can be hopeful that he's a high priest forever. He has a priestly um, ministry concerning you. He's an intercessor forever concerning you. That's something that you can build your life on. And that when you're overwhelmed, part two, which I just talked about, you have to learn to be led to the rock that's of Jesus Christ. You know, going back to the rock, and I'm going to close here. Let me go to this scripture, and we can close out on this last point. I'm going to read this scripture, and I'll leave you with this. Let me find it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me read this, and many of you guys know this, but David talked about the rock that's higher than I. And when you see the rock, many of you who are Bible students and aspiring um, ministers know that Jesus Christ, and, and, and anytime you see rock in the scriptures, it represents Christ. But let me um, read this for you and frame this for you. Uh, Matthew 7 and 24 and this is the ESV. It says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Listen, we live in a time where you have to build your life on the rock that's Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says that no man can lay a foundation other than that, than which is Jesus Christ. Listen, Jesus is the only sure foundation that you can build your life on. And in addition um, to the wonderful rock that is Jesus Christ, Jesus has given us strong foundational principles that will help us in our life. He's given us the foundational principle of the scripture which is so rich, as you guys can see from what I've shared today. He's given us the strong foundational principle of prayer, um, which connects us to God. We're always connected to God because he lives us in, and we live in him, but it gives us an outlet where we can go to in the time of trouble, where we can release our burdens. It, it, it shows um, that we're humble, that we rely on him. So guys, I believe that I've released the word of the Lord. I believe that I've released a word that will really help you. So let me just pray over you and encourage you. Father, I thank you um, for every person 
who will hear this. Father, I thank you um, that this word will be a word that falls on good grounds. Lord, we know um, that the thief will try to come and steal this word. But Father, I declare and decree that this will be a word that goes deep in the hearts of every listener, Lord. And I declare that it will bring forth um, fruit. Lord, I thank you that you're giving each and every person um, strength to become um, who you've called them to be. Lord, I thank you that your word says that the godly are as bold as lions. So Lord, I pray that you would give each and every person boldness to act upon these words. Lord, I thank you that your word says that everyone who hears these words of mine um, and does them um, will be blessed. So Lord, I thank you that every person who hears these words that were uttered today and does them will be blessed. Lord, I thank you for how you're building us up to be people of prayer, Lord. I thank you for how you're building us up to be people of faith, Lord. You said that without faith, it was impossible to please you. So Lord, I thank you that you're able to help us, Lord, even in our weaknesses, Lord, even as the man cried out to you, Lord, where he said, I believe, but help our unbelief. Lord, help us in the areas where we don't believe. Lord, help us to trust you, Lord. Help us to be reminded that you're a man of your word, Lord. I thank you that every generation will be able to say that you were faithful to them, Lord. I thank you that every generation will be able to say that God came through for me, Lord. I thank you that you're removing scales from people's eyes, Lord, and I ask that people would be able to see you high and lifted up, Lord. I thank you that people would be able to see you for the man that you really are, Lord. I thank you that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent, Lord. I thank you that you've spoken a thing, and surely you will do it, and I thank you that your word is blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, we're right almost at the 30-minute mark. Please share this if you feel like it encouraged you. Word of mouth is the best way to get the word out. Um, I do not know what I will speak on next time, but I am definitely going to do this more consistently. Y'all be blessed. Have a great Monday. Take care. Bye.